nobody still three years later is doing anything like that. And, you know, we're talking parodies, yeah, like song parodies yeah. or just goofy skits or um, matching um, on on higher end homes, matching like the transitions to the beat of the music, yeah. and just nobody's nobody's doing anything like that still. You can have fun and be professional, and fun is accessible for for people that are watching the videos professional depending on on who you're talking yeah, to right true true <laughs> so i mean some of my videos do get yeah. on. welcome to the rains report with your host jason rains what's up everybody jason rains your casey seller with remax lee realtors here and you guys we are doing a brand new format today we're still doing our Tuesday releases on YouTube. That's kind of like city uh, city features, uh, more local um, neighborhoods, all that, even restaurants, things to do in the area. Uh, we're still doing our Saturday talking head videos on YouTube, just talking about the market, question answers, um, stats, anything real estate related. But we're taking that video on Saturday and we're also releasing it in podcast format on Fridays. So you can start finding uh, these videos, the talking head videos on podcast format on any of your favorite podcast sites um, starting on Friday. So definitely switching things up. I got my boy Luke here. Uh, he's going to kind of be chiming in every once in a while, just asking some questions, kind of like that, that everyday person. Um, maybe I say something that he thinks somebody might not understand. He's going to chime in and just kind of gets more clarification, things like that. Uh, as far as the podcast format, more short form, um, you know, 12, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Um, we're not gonna go real long on the podcast just because we wanna keep these uh, fun and interesting. And uh, there's probably only so much real estate that uh, you can hear me talk about. So there's that as well. Um, but no, just uh, whether you're finding this on, um, the podcast again on Fridays, make sure you uh, you subscribe to it. Uh, we're calling it The Rains Report, um, R-A-I-N-S, The Rains Report. And uh, obviously, if you're finding it on YouTube, make sure you're still clicking uh, subscribe and uh, the notification bell so you're notified every time we drop videos. That's every Tuesday and Saturday again, podcast every Friday. So yep. um, that's kind of the new format. If you're like, what is going on? What is all this? That is what we're doing. So just a little bit different look to the Saturday videos. So, so if this is your first time um, following us on YouTube, uh, or really since this is the first podcast we're doing, I want to give you a little bit of, uh, I guess, background on me. Um, just so if it is your first time, we've done a, a little background video once before, but it's been a little while, so I'll give you a little update. And like I said, if you're first time on the podcast, you kind of know what you're getting into with me, who I am, what I'm all about, things like that. So um, I was, uh, I've lived in Kansas City since 1989. Um, moved here when I was six years old from uh, Oklahoma, but born in Iowa. So moved around a little bit. You're born in Iowa. Born in Iowa. And yeah. then you went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and then to Kansas City. Healthy middle. Yeah. Okay. So, been been here since '89. Uh, Went to college in, uh, well, went to high school at Oak Park High School up in Gladstone, and then just went 15 minutes uh, down the street to college at William Jewell College. Uh, played football there, and 
graduated William Jewell College and uh, actually became a police officer for 15 years for Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. So um, that was uh, an interesting time to, to, to put it uh, quickly and, and, and cut that down. But uh, knew kind of towards the end of that 15 years that that's not something I wanted to do long term um, after that. But pension wise, kind of had to stay 15 years to get the pension. So uh, did that for 15 years. The year before I retired as a police officer, though, uh, decided to get into real estate. I'd actually built half a dozen houses from 06 to 08. Um, if you know anything about real estate, that was not a great time to try to uh, break into the industry as a residential builder. Uh, but we gave it a go. Uh, learned a lot. Uh, gives me a whole new perspective on when I'm out looking at houses, things to look at versus just, oh, that light fixture is very pretty, right? Kind of, kind of get a little more in depth as far as foundation stuff and and some electrical stuff. Not that I'm an inspector by any means, but just gives me a little bit different stuff to look at. So, um, started uh, with Remax uh, back in 2016, and that's the only place I've ever been. So. Uh, been with Remax the whole time, and uh, the last three years have either been number one or number two um, in my office um, as far as, as rankings. So um, even though I've been doing it a relatively short amount of time, uh, getting ready to start my seventh year, um, have been uh, blessed to be uh, as successful as I have been and um, have earned uh, our Platinum Award the last two years uh gonna hit that again this year almost got to the next war level but probably just gonna miss that one so hi every man here what's the uh platinum award so do you platinum get award, it, it goes by gross commission gross commission income um which can be a little deceiving because it doesn't take into account all the marketing expenses okay. all the business expenses yeah all that it's just gross income okay so um, the higher you, the higher you go, um, the different award levels, but also the higher you get, the bigger amount you have to earn to get to the next level, right? Okay. So, like the the first award level is uh, fifty thousand dollars in gross commission income. The second one's a hundred thousand dollars, but then it goes to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then it goes all the way up to half a million, and then it starts doing two hundred fifty thousand dollar jumps. So you have to make an extra 250,000 from one level to the next. Okay. Which there's a lot involved to be able to get to that level and uh you really having to sell a uh, a lot of properties. Okay. Helping a lot of people. So, yeah. So now I'm going to ask you questions cuz I'm doing the FAQ. Mm-hmm. Um so you I didn't even know this about you. We've been working with you for a couple of years, so you were a builder. Yeah. Was it your own company or you were working for somebody? No, it was my own. Me, me and my buddy, uh, Mike Schramm, started that company in, in 06. Okay. So I was the journal contractor. Okay. Had my journal contractor's license. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And then what's the overlap as far as real estate's concerned? At what point while you were building did you decide, I'm going to get into real estate? Or did that just not work out? And it just didn't work out it? just because it was the downturn of the the market the whole housing crash so that would like have been was 08, that 08 yeah 10? 08 09 um so we were doing like a couple houses at a time okay like i said build half a dozen um that was not working out <laughs> we were having trouble selling the houses 
weren't really making any money. It wasn't very profitable business by 08. So we just decided to, to put an end to that. Um, and then fast forward, you know, what, eight years, um, knew I wanted to do something different. Mm -hmm. Um, it was actually, my wife was like, well, why don't you go build again? I was like, well, that should, yeah. no, that ship sailed in that way. I had okay. no desire to get back into building. Now, looking back now, back to 16, man, that would have been an amazing time to get back into yeah. building, right? Like yeah. the market the past six, seven years has just been crazy. Yeah. Um, but because I think of my experience in 06 to 08 and kind of how rough that was during that time period yeah. and not knowing really what the market was like at that time i was like yeah no that's that's not for me and she's like well what about what about just real estate like it's still housing related and i was yeah. like yeah i could probably do that right and we actually owned some gyms at that time oh yeah um, so it. we we owned three uh fitness centers at that time and uh she was like well don't we have a isn't one of our gym members in real estate? And I was like, oh yeah, uh, Dave, uh, who's my now broker, Dave Nichols. Okay. And uh, she's like, maybe you should call him up. So I looked up his number, called him, said, hey, can I come talk to you about real estate? That answer is, if you're in real estate and somebody says you want to talk real estate, that answer is always yes. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. Yeah. Ne never a no. And so when met with him, he said, yeah, go, uh, go get your real estate license, and I'll I'll hire you into the brokerage, and you can see if this is a good fit for you. So I did that. The The first year I was in, I was really just part-time because I was still a police officer for the first year. We had three gyms. I was doing real estate. Uh, so it was very part-time. Mm -hmm. um, so like eight houses that year. Um, now, granted, the average in Kansas City is like five. So yeah. I was still, which is crazy to think the average yeah. uh, agent in Kansas City sells five houses a year, um, which that's probably... I mean, you're probably looking at with the average price point here in Kansas City, you're probably looking at thirty, thirty-five thousand dollars in commission. So, mm -hmm. not really anything you can comfortably live off of at that point. But a lot of people just do do it part time. So, um, and then the second year, I was no longer a police officer, but our gyms were really doing well. So, uh, most of my time was spent there. Again, sold another eight houses that year. Uh, third year, about six months in, I really hadn't done any business yet. And the gyms were not doing well. And my wife's like, you got to shit or get off the pot. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, right. I was like, man, okay. Like, I mean, I was out looking, applying at other places because again, I wasn't a police officer. Gyms weren't doing well. I hadn't sold anything in real estate. Mm -hmm. We all got bills to pay. Right. And so, um, I was kind of looking around, putting some applications to other places, Thankfully, those didn't work out. And about that same time, I was like, man, I got to, how do I stand out? There's at that time, probably 12, $13,000 or 12, 13,000 real estate agents um, in Kansas City. Now there's like 15,000. And um, I was like, how do I stand out? And I, I had some friends that were doing like crazy listing videos and just doing a lot of video and other things in, in other states. Crazy listing videos, huh? Yeah, crazy. Does that yeah. sound familiar? Uh, it sounds a little familiar. Shot a few of those. I'm a little outside the box when it comes to <laughs> listing videos. Um, uh, and so I was like, man, I could, I could do that stuff, right? And that's that's actually how how we met. Yep. Was uh, the the first time I called one of my my uh, real estate friends who I actually went to high school with, and 
I'd seen some of her videos, a little more traditional uh, real estate, like, hey, welcome to my new listing. Let's go inside, take a look and kind of point out the features and whatnot. But the quality was really good. And I was like, hey, who do you use? And she pointed me to, to you. And um, I remember the, I still remember the first video you guys shot for oh, me. I remember like, it, up north. Yeah, uh, up, it was up north. Uh, I'm trying to think of my, I think it was for Noah and uh, my client Noah. And uh, so I had no clue what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something different. And they're like, so what are we doing today? And I was like, I don't know, something <laughs> different. Like we had no clue, right? <laughs> And uh, it was it was horrible. Um, I mean, it was funny. It was just way different, right? Yeah. But then kind of leaning on some of my friends in other cities, other states, kind of getting ideas on what they were doing and, and tweaking stuff and and really just letting that creativity flow um, really kind of jump-started, I think, in a way, mm -hmm. my career because no one was doing anything like that in Kansas City. And still no one is like, is doing anything like yeah. that. I can't say three years later, there's one guy um, that was with Remax for a couple of years. He's now, he left Remax and somewhere else. I can't remember where he went. He was doing some kind of some fun video, but just not at the frequency because uh, he was a newer agent. But really other than that, nobody still three years later is doing anything like that. And, you know, we're talking parodies, yeah. like song parodies yeah. or just goofy skits or um, matching, um, on on higher end homes matching like the transitions to the beat of the music yeah. and just nobody's nobody's doing anything like that still you can have fun and be professional and fun is accessible for for people that are watching the videos professional depending on on who you're talking yeah, to right true true <laughs> so i mean some of my videos do get official complaints yeah. filed on because they're they're borderline and they're edgy but yeah the client always knows what's going on they write off on it yeah um, and that's almost your brand at this well, point, and it's, right? It's just, it's entertainment in a way, yeah. right? Like I feel like as a as a realtor, like we're marketing, we're marketing the property, right? Mm -hmm. Like how are we going to get the most eyes on this property? Is yeah. it just pictures on the MLS, like like most people do? That's boring. Or just like a simple walkthrough video? Like mm -hmm. again, I don't know. I don't enjoy watching those. Like. I don't know. I think people like to have fun and smile and laugh. Yeah. And so I try to bring that to them just in the form of real estate marketing. Yeah. Um, so we started doing that. It kind of took off in 2019. I ended up doing um, uh, 18 deals, 18 deals in six months, mm -hmm. just the second six months of 2019. And then 2020 just exploded. Um did, That's when the market was did 50 deals that year. Yeah. Even with COVID, like I feel like a lot of people were kind of hesitant to go out. I was like, man, I got and I got bills to pay. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Um, and then 2021 did 59 deals. This year, 2022 into 2022, it's actually a little less on the number of transactions, but um my average price point doubled okay. from last year. So it went from like 230,000 average last year to like Four hundred forty thousand dollars this year, and does that kind of go with the flow of all real estate at this point? Right, there's uh, ebbs and flows yeah, in general. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of I mean, prices up. have gone up, so it makes sense that the average, mm -hmm. your average, still goes up. The average uh, price point can't see right now is like three hundred to three hundred thirty thousand. Okay, depending on what city, what neighborhood you're in, like yeah. that. But I think a lot of it also um, just 
the longer you do it, the more referrals you get. You you start getting your you know five through seven. You start getting repeat clients who are maybe mm-hmm. selling that first house. Now they're buying a more expensive home. Yeah. Um, I've I've uh, had the opportunity to work with a, a few uh, professional athletes, so that kind of gets you into a different category as well. They're yeah. actually spending more than the average yeah. person would probably spend. So um, I've had three Chiefs clients. Um, one of their parents has bought a house here. Um, so for there, I've helped a Royals player that was on a rental, but you never know that might turn into something down the road. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it just kind of, the longer you're in it, the more opportunities that present themselves. And then you kind of, it's easier to get your average price point up there a little bit. And you are as a family, you guys are in real estate, right? Your wife is a stager. Yeah. So, so was she a stager before you got in? She was not before I got in. That's something that she had always wanted to do. She actually wanted to go to school oh, okay. for interior design college. Uh, she went to Warrensburg. It was a uh, central CMSU at the time. Now it's yeah, Central Missouri State. Now yeah. it's a University of Central yes, Missouri. University they do that. They did that with uh, SMS. Yeah, so yeah. it was CMSU <laughs> and now it's UCM. So whatever. Yeah, we have fun with the colleges here. Yeah, um, but that's what she wanted to go to college for. Um, but then her mom kind of directed her towards something that she felt would maybe be a little more stable. Okay. Um, but then it was probably probably 2019. Um, I'd say 20, it might've been 2018, definitely 2019. Uh, she started a, uh, design and staging company. She did that for a couple years. Then she partnered with another lady, uh, who'd been doing it for since 1997. Yeah. And that lady recently retired and she actually bought that lady's company. So now she has just a ton of clients, um, staging every week, multiple Mm -hmm. houses, build a huge warehouse for everything. Um, but that's like half the business than they do blinds and wallpaper and carpet and custom furniture and all that stuff. So I got you. You can do anything from stage house to sell it, or you move in a new house and you need stuff. Yeah. She can, she handles that, that part too. So did you ever, um, when you stopped building, there was a cavity right between when, when you were building and when you became an agent, did yeah, you ever like think of years. doing, cause wasn't that like the flip? time period where everybody was doing flips and it was all that remodeling stuff you know a lot of people got out of real estate from like 2010 i feel like to like 2014 ish um a lot of people lost their ass yeah in the 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 housing the downturn bubble burst yeah, yeah. market crash whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it right um and that's one of the reasons why today even even 10 years later we have less how less new construction the the lowest amount of new construction we've had since the 1940s mm-hmm. right and part of that goes back to that that 2008 2000 time uh 10 time frame when you look at the numbers every decade from like 1940 to 2000 an average of 25 20 to 25 million new homes were built every decade right and then you look at 2000 to 2010 that number dropped to 5 million hmm. Like, so it went from 20 to 25 every decade okay. for like 50 years to 5 million. Huh. And so, I mean, that's a lot less yeah. houses, right? So yeah. it takes a long time. Like, it's probably going to be another decade before we're back up to that. And then you factor in like 
all the supply chain issues we've yeah. had the last couple of years, you factor in all the prices yeah. going up on all the raw materials and like it just all that just kind of snowballs together. Well, so. and there's a new generation that's okay with leasing for a long period of time, right? You Does know, that have a lot to do with it? A little bit. Um, I think that that is kind of what was the common perception maybe like a couple of years ago is like, hey, these millennials aren't going to want to go buy that's a home like yeah. they want to rent, they want to do this. And that's really not what we're seeing right now. Okay. Um, we're seeing, hey, no, we we don't want to live at home. We do want to get out our own. We want to be smart with our money. And so you, you have this huge group that's now out looking to buy houses at the same time where everyone else is looking to buy. Yeah. At the same time, the number of houses being built every year is down which means people can't sell their existing home and move in a new home. Okay. And it just all kind of just piles all together. Yeah. It's kind of led to the, the craziness we've had the past couple of years. Um, yeah, and I think it's more so an affordability point um, versus a desire to buy. But honestly, with, with the way rental prices are skyrocketing, mm -hmm. Like a lot of times, your house payments lower than your rental rate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it just comes down to then, like, do you have the down payment? Do you have the credit score? What are interest rates? Like, all that stuff. And right now, at the end of twenty twenty two, interest rates are the highest they've been in several years. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Six and a half to low sevens. And that's why you have a real estate agent, right? All those odds and ends that yeah. people don't. Think yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to uh, <clears throat> a lot to look at. Um, you know, your your local lender. Uh, has a lot to, a, a big part or a big role to play in that. Um, mm -hmm. And we've done some other some other videos in recent weeks where we talked about different ways to to get payments down, whether that's a buy down or an arm or yeah. um, getting the seller to pay closing costs or all that stuff. So, yeah, yeah but um, they're exhaustive ways there, to get a, you a house. There's a lot. There's a <laughs> lot of ins and outs. So, and you know, you can't say that on the buying side, a real estate agent is free. Um, can't say that if, if you, if you have a buyer's agents that say they're free, they're not, uh, the, the, the cost, the difference is you're not, for the most part, you're not directly compensating the buyer's agent, right? Okay. It's typically built into the price of the home yeah. and, um, the seller then pays the buyer's agent. Now there might be um, some small administrative type charges, you know, a few hundred dollars or something like that, depending on um, your agent's brokerage that the broker may charge. But we're talking, you know, four or five, six hundred dollars versus six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. thousand and up on on a commission side of things. So, what's more fun, <clears throat> buyer's agent or seller's agent? Um, you know, uh, I, they're both fun. I think that on um, a lot has to do with individual client, right? Yeah, you know what true, I mean? True. I love all of my clients. Objectively. So I'm just, I'm just putting it out yeah. there, I love all of my clients. Um, but, but, you know, I think the the listening side is more fun as far as, like, you get more creativity. You get like to make kooky videos. With you get to your... make crazy videos. Um, stir the pot. Not that I'd ever stir the pot, but you get to stir the pot a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
there's more costs associated to the agent on the listing side because you got to pay for the picture, mm -hmm. you got to pay for the video, yeah. you got to pay for all the marketing, you got to you got to do all that stuff. True. Um, and then you have to if right now when houses aren't going under contract quite as fast, you have to deal with those expectations from yeah. the seller. Hey, why isn't my house under contract yet? Like it's been yeah. a week, it's been two weeks, it's been four weeks right yeah whereas the past couple of years it's like hey why is my house on our contract we're on day two right it's probably more important that you're locked in too on the seller side right so you can expect that you're probably going to sell that house if you're yeah, a buyer's agent think, do you see people kind of get cold feet you know a lot i i'd say probably the last couple of years i was only doing like six month contracts on the listing side yeah Whereas now I've I bumped up to a year just because you don't know what's going to happen, okay. right? Yeah. Um, a lot of it again comes down to the marketing and, and your original price point. Do you price it correctly? Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other factors too, right? Um, and then do you charge a cancellation fee? Do you not charge a cancellation yeah. fee if they cancel? Um, I do on the listing side just because I have out of pocket expenses. Yeah. And you have to treat it as a business, right? Um, not just I'm just not here selling houses. Like I'm yeah. running a business, and the business is selling that. But you can't you can't take losses yeah. every time a client changes their mind either, right? So um, I at least make sure I recoup my my expenses. So I might not make anything. I might yeah. break even, but I'm not losing a thousand dollars either, right? Yeah. Um, buyers are fun too, though. You get to go out and and meet them and figure out what they're looking for, and then find them houses and 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 go show them all these cool properties and and get to point out um different things that you see wrong with the house i was gonna say built into concerned. that buyer side is probably the expectation that you should be able to point things out huh like there's i think so but i've also been uh in situations where another agent was showing the house and and they're just looking at the cosmetic stuff and i'll point out a, a structural thing and yeah. i see the agent looking at me like oh dang i didn't notice oh. that like i I wouldn't even know to look at that, yeah, right? Yeah. And and I always tell my buyers the the first time we go out, I'm like, hey, I'm not an inspector, but I'm going to point out everything I can find wrong with this house, mm -hmm. and it's not to scare you away from buying the house, but inspections can be three, four, five, six hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And if I point out something that I notice that the inspector definitely would have seen, if I see it, they're definitely going to find it, and that's a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. But it was a deal breaker before that you had to pay for inspections. Yeah. How about you? But I like my five hundred dollars, yeah. right? So if I can save you five hundred dollars, and that's certainly, we'll just go on to the next property, uh -huh. right? Like I'm looking for wood rot and you know peeling paint. And, yeah. You know uh, the breaker box is it a one hundred amp or two hundred amp? If it's a mm -hmm. one hundred amp, I mean that's fine. That's what older houses were, but you can't run as much stuff. Like we couldn't run any of this stuff that we're in right now. Yeah. We'd be flipping breakers left and right. Yeah. And to upgrade to a two hundred amp box. Depending, and this is if it's like not knob, like old knob and two, right? Yeah. If it's the least updated electro by 100 amp, you're still looking at three grand, 3,500 to update to a new, a newer 200 amp box. Yeah. That's a lot of and money. As long as you're disclosing that, it might not even yeah. deter the buyer, but hey, your fiduciary I'm gonna, responsibility I'm gonna point is it out. disclosure. I'm going to yeah. point it out, right? Okay. Um, it's on the seller disclosure, but you'd be surprised how many times everything just says unknown on those. I could right? see that because I've yeah. sold recently and you just have a tough time with some of the disclosure yeah. like language yeah. is tough 
and then you have to refer to like blueprints or like yeah. the previous listing if you roof? can. Yeah, how's the and that can be tough furnace yeah. and the air conditioner and the and the water heater and, yep. and all that stuff. So, um, but no, buyers fun and it's it's fun to get to see them get the house that they want. Yeah, right. Like that's rewarding yeah. as well. So. Um, both rewarding. You're you're helping the person on the on the selling side sell their property so they can move on and do whatever that their next goal is. Mm-hmm. And on the buy side, you get to see that buyer move into you know their their dream home mm-hmm. or their first home or or whatever it might be. So yeah, yeah, they're both fun. Just different challenges depending on different situations and and the individual client as well. That's it. Because cool. I never have any difficult clients. No, would, I can't that would, imagine. That would never happen. We're going to have story time yeah. for those, I'm sure, <laughs> because that would be an interesting no, one. No names. No names. No, no, we don't have to use names, but I want to hear those stories. <laughs> um, so then, I guess, why can't, why Kansas City? Like, why did you move to Kansas City? Um, and back in 89, I mean, I was nine years old. Oh, you soon. Yeah, yeah, you were forced yeah, to. I yeah, yeah. I that. didn't really have a choice. Now, Why stay in Kansas City? <laughs> uh, right. Well, actually, when I when I was going through college, I did a. It wasn't an internship because we didn't have internships uh, at my college back in the late nineties. Yeah. Early early two thousands, but we had. A, I did a mentorship. Okay. Not an internship, but a mentorship with uh, with an FBI agent here in Kansas City, and you know I'm I'm twenty. I'm 20, 21. We're going shooting like MP4s at the at the range. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, this is freaking awesome, right? He's like, yeah, if you want to be in the FBI, just go join the police department for a few years and then apply and pretty much a shoe in from from Kansas City anyway. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what I'm going to do. So I went and applied for the police department, got hired, and uh, I met my wife like the like 10 day period from between I graduated and when the police academy started. Like I met her in that week and a half time period. Yeah. Right. And, uh, she was an only child from Raytown lived in Kansas city area her whole life. Raytown. That's where a lot of people are from. Yeah. Yeah. Not a ton of people live there, knew, right? but that's maybe where they're not all from. As, maybe not as much now, but yeah. back then. Right. Um, not saying anything bad about Raytown. It's just, no, it's a little different than it used to be. Um, and so, uh, she was the FBI. You don't really get a say in uh, where you where you work at or how often you move, and that wasn't uh, really something that uh, was going to go over well. Like yeah. as we developed a more serious relationship, yeah. so uh, that kind of <clears throat> went off, and then I just kind of got stuck in the law enforcement. I say stuck, but um, yeah. just because the only reason I did it was to go to the FBI, and then I didn't do that, so I just kind of got stuck in that in that lane for a decade and a half. So, well, it worked out. In the end, worked out okay. Yeah. So yeah. What would you tell somebody? Somebody's thinking about moving to Kansas City. How do you sell them on it? What do you um, like about Kansas City? You know, I think that it's uh, it's even though costs have gone costs have gone up everywhere. Though, yeah. Right. Like, so you can't really say, oh, it's uh, costs have gone up. You should you should probably say, but costs have gone up all over the nation. Like, mm-hmm. I have real estate friends in every single state, and some of the prices are just insane right and if you're local here and you don't know any different then you're probably thinking oh yeah prices are really high here mm-hmm. everywhere's up and really our our rate of increases seem to be quite a bit lower than a lot of other major cities so i think uh, affordability is still a good reason to move here 
Um, a lot of times we get clients from out of state and they'll sell out of state for super high and they just come here and pay cash mm -hmm. because the houses are so much less expensive than where they sold from, right? Uh, so affordability, um, accessibility, it's super easy to get around the city. Yeah. Um, but I it's still like, everyone's still friendly here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you just don't like, I don't know if that what, makes sense. What about suburb? Somebody's looking to move to a suburb of Kansas City. What do you recommend? I mean, I, I think a lot of it just depends on, um, you know, school district has some some say in that, right? Yeah, true. Uh, do you have kids that are to school age or do you not? Um, and even if you don't, should we still look at school district for resale purposes in the future? Mm -hmm. Um, or if you're going to be in the house forever, then it doesn't really matter yeah. at, at that rate. Right. Yeah. But I think, uh, schools play a big factor. Um, maybe, uh, a distance to where you're working, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're working in Liberty, which is a, you know, a suburb up, uh, on the North side of Kansas city, do you want to live in Lenexa on the Kansas side? That's a pretty good drive. Yeah. Like what you're looking at probably. 50 minutes to an yeah. hour each way. And I would say it depends on when you work, because if you're going rush hour traffic yeah. through downtown in yeah. the morning and you're exactly. coming back in the yeah. evening, you're going to have a tough time. But so. that's still something to look at yeah. too, right? So I, yeah. I think schools, I think um, schools and then uh, distance to work and or, you know, distance to family. Yeah. Even if you have family that lives True. in the area. Yeah. Um, and then it's, just value at that point right like where can you find the house that best fits what you're looking mm -hmm. for um generally speaking i know you might not like this because you live on the kansas side generally <laughs> speaking the kansas side is a little more expensive than the missouri well side. i was going to say in some sense the state should matter huh because yeah. for those that don't know we have missouri in kansas city and we have kansas in kansas city yeah so, so kansas city split right down the middle nothing really happens in kansas city proper yeah Kansas, um, Kansas City, Missouri proper. That's where, I mean, there's a lot more on that side. But, you know, you get down to Wyandotte County and you get the the legends. Yeah. Uh, you get Sporting KC Stadium. You get the the NASCAR racetrack. Like, they're, all of that has been developed over the past, you mm -hmm. know, several years in, in Wyandotte County. Um, but just generally the, just the real estate, if you take the same house on the, on the Kansas side and the same house on the Missouri side, you're typically paying an extra twenty grand on the Kansas side for the exact oh, I know. same thing on the Missouri side. You know, you We're know coming you're at there, you right? from Lenexa. Yeah. So, um, I think you know, not that that's the end all be all, but I think that might play a little factor in it yeah. also. And some people just like saying they're from Johnson County. Yeah. Right. So. And I would say, which I don't even know if this is true. Would you say that Johnson County, maybe specifically like Overland Park, this this area is maybe a little bit newer a little bit more posh because you go to town center you go to south overland park yeah. i think 10 years 20 years ago there was nothing nothing but the sprint yeah. center or yeah. sprint uh campus yeah and now they've built around that it seems to be i don't know it, it, like that in my head it's like yeah. that's that's a bit more yeah i mean you're, see, you're seeing posh. quite a bit like uh commercial development on the Missouri side and some mm -hmm. of the suburbs, like as far as yeah. restaurants and things like that. Well, and you're from and Lee Summit, Summit, right? Lee Summit, Lee yeah. Summit's big. We got a ton of new restaurants coming in, uh, new shopping centers that mm -hmm. have been built over the past, you know, five, six, seven years. Yeah. 
Um, in the past year, you've had what? Shake Shack, Red Door. There's Cooper's Hawk, Cooper's Winery, Hawk, Whataburger. Uh, it's insane. Whataburger. Um, I'm trying. There's there's other ones too. Because I'm I'm from Lee Summit. Yeah, and it's night and day compared yeah. to when I was a kid. When you there's go back a, there, Gus's Fried Chicken is going to okay. open up out yeah. there. So yeah, there's been a ton of restaurants just opened in the past 12 months out yeah. there. So yep, yeah. So, um, but yeah, just kind of kind of wrapping this up a little bit as far as like just you know the intro thing. That's mm -hmm. kind of kind of um, my experience in real estate. Um, you know. I, I help whoever I can. I don't really have a set price point. Like yeah. if somebody, I had a previous client that uh, needed help selling a $140,000 home earlier this year uh, in Kansas City uh, off of uh, Blue Ridge, like 99th and Blue Ridge. Yep. It's an interesting part of town. Not as posh. Um, not not as posh by any means. Uh, I think that one was at 140 um townhouses uh i've sold land before 120 mm -hmm. acres getting ready to sell another list another 115 acres on the kansas side uh industrial um to i had a client this morning send me a 775 thousand dollar house they want to go look at so really it's it's wherever i can help people like mm -hmm. i think that's the and that's kind of the the thing from the law enforcement side too is well i don't miss it I helped a lot of people there, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm still able to help a lot of people. So I just have the same, way different industry, obviously, but the same mindset of, hey, if I can do something to help, like, I want to help whatever I can do to help, right? Is that like, what motivates how you? How can I help you? Just yeah. in general, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, so hope, hopefully everybody enjoyed the 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 first podcast, if you will, a little, little different setup here. And um, obviously, if if, you're listening and watching this because we're doing both here. Just, yeah. just uh, released on different days. Uh, all my contact information um, is on the video portion of this. I'm sure we'll have it uploaded on the podcast. Yeah, we can so, put it in uh, the description. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw my contact information in the in the description of the podcast. If you have any questions or um, you know looking to do anything real estate related here in the greater Kansas City area, I am licensed in Missouri and in Kansas. So go. either either or. Uh, the 775 house was actually on the Kansas side. So, okay. Um, but, you know, I've done million dollar properties on the Missouri yeah. side too. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, whatever I can do to help, just just reach out and, and let me know what I can do. That's, that's it. So, ask some questions. Yeah. Any questions? Because we'll do this. This will serve for, yeah, for people looking to buy and sell. This might even serve for real estate agents. Just yeah. listen, ask. Yeah. We'll do mailbags. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Until next time. See you later. The Rains Report is brought to you weekly by Juke Media. Look for episodes every Friday wherever you download podcasts. And remember to rate and subscribe for more content.